Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Mr. Robot. titled EPS 3.8 underscore stage 3 dot torrent. Oh, three in a row. We're on a hot streak of actual readable or at least semi-readable episode titles. Yay! God, we're so close to getting, like, normal episode titles. It's gonna be amazing when that happens. Anyway, bunch of stuff going on in this episode. Lots to talk about here. Uh, Before we get into any of the content, I do want to put this little qualifier at the beginning of our discussion of this episode. So this episode goes back and forth in time. A lot. Like, a ridiculous amount. Like, they start with a flashback all the way to the formation of E-Corp's partnership with Allsafe. Which, that is an amazing opening sequence, by the way. I love everything about that flashback. There are so many layers to it. Not all of which can be uh, talked about In this episode, I'll just say that much. But, it's a great opening. Amazing flashback. Then we go all the way forward to the present day, where Elliot is coming out of a Mr. Robot takeover in front of a mirror with the words, They own the FBI, written on it. In soap. And then the rest of the episode, it kind of goes back and forth between the events of that day with Elliot and what Mr. Robot did the night before when he had control. For the purposes of this episode, or for the purposes of discussion, I'm going to talk about the events of this episode in chronological order. So I'll talk about the Mr. Robot stuff first and then everything else, because it's it, it's just easier It just makes for a more linear discussion. It makes for a more coherent breakdown. So, yeah, that's a thing. So, we'll start off by talking with Mr. Robot having totally 100% gotten control for the night. His first stop is to Tyrell, 
who has been cleared of all charges and is now being branded a hero. That's bullshit. Uh, so he goes over to Tyrell's house, yells at him a bit for carrying out this insane perversion of the Stage 2 plan, of the original Stage 2 plan, and blowing up 71 buildings instead of one. And this escalates in a massive way. Uh, Mr. Robot calling Tyrell a puppet, 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 puppet. And eventually Tyrell starts talking about how he lost everything because of him. His wife, his child, Mr. Robot, uses Tyrell's wife to make his point. Tyrell doesn't like that. And he does the thing where he puts on the gloves and starts beating Mr. Robot to a pulp. This is... Literally, Mr. Robot is saved by the bell in this moment. Like, at this moment, this is stopped by a doorbell ringing. Tyrell opens it. It's Price. And the three of them sit down, and Price talks to Tyrell, and is like, I'm here to tell you that you are being appointed the new CTO of E-Corp. I'm also here to tell you that the title of CTO is just that, a title. You are a figurehead, nothing more. Obedience is the only task you are supposed to perform. Don't do anything. You are a problem I inherited from a deal gone wrong. It happens. Just stay there and don't rock the boat at all. I don't give a shit about anything you want to do. And Mr. Robot flat out says to Price, you knew about everything, didn't you? Just confirms with Price that he was in on 5-9. Price, in conjunction with White Rose and the Dark Army, was an orchestrator of the attack on his own company for his own interests alongside White Rose. Yeah. And this is all happening in front of Tyrell, who immediately is just like, Damn it, you were right. Everything we did was what they wanted. This was all for nothing. Which, by the way, this whole CTO position, and the fact that he is, he has the position he wanted, but can't do anything, it perfectly mirrors the opening flashback into the all-safe thing when Tyrell tried to pitch his own ideas to Price of like, I think we can uh, do our own internal thing, blah, 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 blah. And Price was just like, I'm sorry if I gave you the impression that I wanted to hear your thoughts. Because I don't. <laughs> and Tyrell's just like, okay. And he couldn't do anything. Now he has the CTO position, and he still can't do anything. So he's literally just right back where he started. Nothing has changed for him. And so Mr. Robot just says to Tyrell, okay. This isn't entirely bad. What we need to do is start going after the people at the top rather than the corporations they hide behind. So instead of E-Corp, we need to take out Price. Instead of 
uh, the system, we need to take out White Rose, who has been manipulating everyone involved in it. So, what you're going to do, Tyrell, is just sit in your CTO position and wait. Wait for the right time to strike. And when that opening comes, we'll take him down. So then Mr. Robot goes back to Elliot's apartment. We see the whole writing on the wall, literally. And Elliot wakes up. From here on, we get the plan to reverse 5-9 in full swing. We are fully ready to engage Trenton's fix. Now, Trenton's actual fix is something Romero did. Uh, in his computers, in his drives that the FBI confiscated, uh, there are ways to generate encryption keys and then unlock eCorp's data, which Romero did in case our revolution failed, which it did. Uh, F Society's revolution completely shat the bed, so now we need to undo everything that we effed up. So we now have a collaboration between Elliot and Darlene. They formulate a plan. Darlene is going to deal with the FBI, get into Sentinel is the place, and get Romero's data to undo the whole thing. And Elliot's going to deal with the Dark Army White Rose side of things. So... On the Darlene front, this is probably the more interesting of the two plot lines for me. Because Darlene's whole gambit plays out in an amazing way. Uh, she basically calls Dom. The two of them are meeting up at a bar. The initial plan is for her to hold Dom's attention long enough to swipe the badge number. That doesn't work. Uh, she tries to buy time with the whole, you were right, it was all White Rose, it was all the Dark Army, blah, 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 blah. Of course this doesn't work, so Darlene shifts her focus. And starts seducing Dom. They, like, engage in some bar flirtation. They go back to Dom's apartment. They do the sex. And then, while Dom's asleep, Darlene breaks into her safe, tries to get the badge number again. Dom catches her, and immediately she's in FBI custody. Where Dom and Santiago interrogate her without mercy. Darlene goes on her whole spiel about how the FBI's obviously in bed with the Dark Army. Santiago's like, what? What are you talking about? A dark FBI in bed with the Dark Army? What would ever give you that idea? Oh, shit. <laughs> like, the dude's freaking out for the rest of this episode. 
And then after some urging from Dom, Darlene says, okay, I'm trying to reverse 5-9. And I have to do this. You can look over my shoulder as I do it. I can guide you through it with, uh, I can guide your engineers through it. You can even take the credit. I don't care. Just let me do this. Now, of course, Dom immediately is all for this. Like, this is exactly what we were trying to do. This is exactly what we needed. This is exactly what has to be done. And then Santiago, suspiciously, is just like, nope, we can't. It's more complicated than that. Also, hey, so your your conduct was unprofessional. I'm taking you off this. Go write reports. Like, just kind of deflecting. Immediately, Dom's looking at this like, This is sus. This is super, super sus. And then Santiago makes a call to Irving. And is just like, hey, she's on to me. I could be burned. Also, she's saying she can undo 5-9. What should I do? And Irving's just looking on like, huh. Interesting. Because especially since earlier that episode... This goes into the Elliot side of things. Elliot starts making some waves throughout the Dark Army, saying, Stage 3! Stage 3! We need to do Stage 3! I have Stage 3! Let's work on Stage 3 together! And he demands a Dark Army meet. Gets it. He's talking about how, like, we didn't kill E-Corp. We didn't kill E-Corp. E-Coin's now a thing. E-Coin didn't exist. Now it's a standard. It's the only thing keeping them afloat. We take out E-Coin, we take out E-Corp. Dark Army is copying all the data from Elliot's laptop on stage three. Which they don't know, Elliot was using to own the Dark Army. The data on Elliot's laptop that they copied was all part of a hack to get inside their network. So now Elliot owns everything, while Darlene's precariously teetering on the 5-9 deal, on the FBI deal. Except there's the small snag that because of these two things happening at pretty much the same time, White Rose is totally onto them, or rather White Rose's stooge, White Rose's right hand, is onto them. He goes to her and is like, yeah, both of these things are happening at once, this is bullshit, I don't think their target is E-Corp anymore, I think their target is us, let me kill Elliot. This is all in the midst, by the way, of White Rose freaking the hell out because of the martial law that resulted from the cyber bombings is now preventing her project from getting shipped to the Congo. White Rose approves of the whole deal of the Elliot dying thing. So Elliot's now a target of the Dark Army, completely and utterly. Meanwhile, Angela goes full-blown psychopath. If she hasn't already, uh, she's taken a further step down the crazy train. Where she comes up to Elliot, shows up, and is talking about how, like, This is proof! Everything's getting fixed! Everything's getting fixed! White Rose will fix it! And Elliot's like, 
okay, crazy lady, what the hell is happening? What do you, what do you think is happening? And Angela's like, I can't tell you. I can't tell you here. Let's go to your apartment. And then Leon shows up and immediately Angela goes super suspicious and it's like, you were trying to trick me. You were trying to trick me. Into, You're the ones trying to stop White Rose's plan. Uh, this, this, this is all you. You're not going to trick me. I thought you were on my side, but you're not. I, I got to run. I'm going to run away. And then she goes back to her apartment, gathers everything, and just goes full homeless woman. She's just got like a shopping cart full of her belongings. And he's just walking down the street. At one point, she runs into a guy hawking CDs. You know, the thing that got her in this mess in the first place. <laughs> and it's like, no, I'm not going to take one of your CDs this time. And then some dudes uh, take Angela on the street. What the hell is happening with her? No idea. There is no way to know at this point, but... Holy crap. Wow. Just wow. We got one more episode this season. Shit's gonna go down. I'm not gonna say what. Just we'll table this for the moment. I'll let the finale speak for itself and just shut the hell up now. Anyway... Uh, if you like this, favorite podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark pledges a dollar a month. I appreciate everything you get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Tomorrow we will be discussing Season 3, Episode 10, the season finale. Talk to you then.